Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Struggling over. It's the pinnacle of engineering when you go for the Kia EV6 GT. It's the most powerful Kia ever crafted. And uh, they've signed up to stay with the Australian Open for a, a little bit longer. So obviously they're getting good value out of it. You know he'll get good value out of the next next fortnight. Brett Phillips, he loves this time of year. Heels reckons, Brett, that you were getting <laughs> dressed for today on Saturday. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, that's not far off the mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. and, and what's I bet, the old saying? You, you know... Fail to plan, plan to fail. Yes. <laughs> the... Uh, uh, you, there won't be much on it. I reckon you've got all your shirts ironed for the whole fortnight. Yeah. It's ready, ready to go this time. A couple well, of linen jackets. Actually, got your, your chinos. Yeah, well, actually, the, uh, the wardrobe's actually... Um, well, I've, I've got a different role uh, here, so we're going a bit more casual uh, oh. this year. But, um, yes. Collar up on your go. polo shirt. <laughs> you know, the little... Oh, a lot, lot of polos. Yeah, <laughs> polo central here. Yeah. So... Well, look, let's make it about you on the first day of the Australian Open. What exactly is B. Phillips's role for the fortnight at Melbourne Park? <laughs> uh, well, I'm uh, going to be hosting the big screen coverage. So that's for people who are actually coming into the tennis, um, being squeezed out of Rod Laver, uh, Pat. Anyway, that's another story. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> um, I brought it up. <laughs> yes. No, it's okay. We'll just rumble um, with, uh, of course, the big screens and, Keeping everyone entertained uh, for a few hours, and then obviously yeah, SEN's radio coverage, which is going to be terrific to be a part of. Again, we'll do that every night, and other selected matches, and we're going to have uh, some yeah, great voices alongside me, who I think you'll enjoy uh, listening to over the next fortnight. So, no, action packed. Oh, well, very good. And starting one thirty today, or maybe not be not before one thirty. Uh, Rafa Nadal has has had his say, and that's when he wants to play. And he's got a. A tough match, mm. uh, Heels. This is, this is going to be really interesting. I've had a good look at Jack Draper in the last week in Adelaide, made his second ATP Tour semi-final. He's from a little borough, Sutton, in, in London there. And I think uh, they've got a, a team in the fifth tier of um, you know the English football system. So that, you know, I think they discovered the Rolling Stones too in a little pub there in Sutton. Yeah. But they might just be unearthing a young superstar. Now, he's still a mm. work in progress, Big Jack, but he's a brute of a lad, uh, big server, uh, and he loves to get forward uh, to the net, which, you know, the modern-day player's got to do. When you've got that sort of wingspan, why wouldn't you come in? So uh, he was good in Adelaide, and he's had a huge ranking spike from outside the top 200 to about 40 in the world in the last uh, 12 months, winning at that lower tier. And he actually beat Sitsipas and Felix Auger-Aliassime, two top 10 players last year. So not an easy little in from the Dahl, mm. who, you know, if he gets past that, maybe Nakashima, next-gen Finals champion, second round. Uh, looking at Nishioka, good player from Japan, and and then Tiafo, you know, a rematch of that U.S. Open, uh, incredible match last year. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Rafa. He's had a good training week after not such a great United Cup, so he's feeling the positive vibes, and we know that the champions can take it to another level in the Slam. So, yeah, we'll find out today. Yeah, what is he lost? 
six out of his last seven or something like that. But, but he, he's just been a little on edge as well, mate. He's peeved when he keeps getting asked about, you know, is this your last Australian Open, etc. And he, he's the world's most polite man, as you know. But you could just see yeah. he was starting to get a little bit angry with the, the line of questioning. Yeah, I mean, he, he's still the ultimate competitor. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously, there's, there's plenty driving him. I mean, the, the rivalry with Djokovic and, you know, the most amount of... I don't, not that that, I think, you know, um, keeps him awake at night. I mean, I, I, he'll walk away extremely happy with his numbers, however they look, when he does uh, sign off his uh, career. It's been phenomenal. Um, but I'm sure there's, you know, internally, just that drive to, uh, you know, keep playing at such a great level. All the young guys are nipping at your heels now and... They want a piece of you. They want to take you down. And he's at, you know, a little step slower. Um, and he's, look, he's had to modify. The last two years, we know that Raf has tried to win his points a bit quicker. Um, he, he can't necessarily go toe-to-toe with these young guys as much. And mm. clearly it's explainable when you're in your mid-30s. So he's had to adapt. And he's still, uh, you know, the greatest competitor I've seen in the sport. And we'll see if he can deliver another special two weeks. Mm, Brett, would you take his word for it that the balls are not to his liking this year at the Open? Yeah, they're not everyone's favourite ball, the Dunlop. Um, I mean, every Grand Slam uses uh, different balls. It suits different players. It depends whether you hit flat, whether you hit with more spin. Mm. Um, and, and he obviously hits with a, a huge amount of top spin and the way his racket tension is. So, yeah, and that's where the players all around the world... You know, I remember saying... I remember hearing Ash Barty say last year, well, her coach, I think, Craig Tizer, said that he didn't believe she could win the US Open. Uh, with yes. the type of ball uh, they were using. And so, you know, the good players obviously adapt and that's why they they just train, train, train to, to get used to the flight of the ball. I mean, the Dunlops, um, they come out of the can pretty red hot. So, you know, you've got to sort of just um, play within yourself a little bit and then they tend to fluff up after a couple of games. So, yeah, I mean, I'm getting right into the nitty-gritties of tennis balls here, but... Every player is different in the way they play and what, you know, rackets and balls suit them. Mm. Right, and the men, obviously all the talk around Kyrgios and Dimonor, but they're not around today. Kubler, uh, who we love, and another one who we yes. who we love as well is John Minlin, who's been up and down, whereas Kubler comes from a, a very good United Cup campaign. He's uh, He's got a great opportunity here, uh, here, Pat. Now, this is a year where if Jason can, I mean, fourth round Wimbledon last year, so if he can at least get, to the third round of all the majors this year, 84 in the world will take him towards the top 50 and in. And that's where he should be for his talent. Yeah. Body sound. He's loving, uh, just loving life. He's in a really good place. This is the window. It's a bit like when John Millman, you know, when he beat Federer at that US Open, he was 28, 29, and John spent the next four years inside the top 100. And that's where Jason's at right now. He's sort of a young 29 in a sense because he missed a lot of tennis. Plays uh, Sebastian Baez today. He's a tough little Argentinian yes. who hasn't got a great hard court record. He's 5-19 and 19 on the hard court. So, uh, like all the Argentinians, has played a lot on the clay, and that's where his rise up the rankings has come. So I think Jason, with that John Kane Arena, jelly bean uh, fueled crowd out there, I reckon they'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him home today, and I think we can we can put a little tick next to Jason Kubler. Oh, beauty in the zoo! I, I tell you, the both fields are pretty wide open. I, I'm thinking, uh, but the females, all the media I've seen about the females, how smiling and fresh are they? You know, Swiatek, Gorf, Jabur, Pavlichenkova—they're yep. they're all right into this and fresh as. 
Well, once again, it's the hardest question I find to answer, Heels. I mean, since Serena last won that AO217, we've had 13 different champions mm. in the last five years. So someone could pop up. You know, did I ever think Ostapenko was going to win one? No. Did I ever think, uh, you know, uh, Sophia Kennan was going to win a, a Grand Slam or uh, Barbora Krachikova, Emma Raducanu, Rybakina? You couldn't have picked it uh, going into a slam. So there may be someone. Now, eager, you could argue a strong case it's hers to lose, but we know when you're the hunted, you've only got to have one off day and, and you're done. But I look at her draw, and the first real test might come about sort of round three, possibly a Bianca Andreescu, who's still a really great competitor. You know, but you're looking at, yeah, Sviantec, Coco Goff as a quarterfinal, and when I look at that field, Coco's the one that's got a, that's those special qualities that can win a major. Okay. I mean, there's Kvitova and there's Keys, there's big hitters, there's Benchich, is a huge talent. Kanepi could do anything and make a, a, another quarterfinal out of nowhere, huge hitter. So there's a few unpredictabilities, but Eager, if she's on the next mm. two weeks, um, her level is uh, is brilliant. Because we've suffered a you know, dreadful blow with Ola Tomljanovic. She's out with his knee injury. Dara Saville injured as well. Uh, mm. One that I'm interested mm. in today, though, mate, um, uh, Olivia Gadecki. So wild card. Yep. Up, up against world number 182, oh. Polina Kudamatova. Oh, that's my favourite, Kudamatova. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen a little bit of Olivia. She used to practice quite a bit with uh, with Ash when when Ash was home. Yep. yep, she did. And when I came up to see you guys uh, last year, I went out to the yeah the National Tennis Centre there, the academy, and I had a really good 15-minute chat with Olivia. What a lovely girl. Uh, I, I hadn't spoken to her before, obviously watched a lot of vision of her, mentored by Ash. She's been on the radar now three or four years. Ever. I mean, we're all sort of, you know, particularly in women's tennis in Australia, we're trying to find who's the next hope. And there's, you know, Olivia, there's Talia Gibson today, an 18-year-old playing from WA. Uh, yeah, Olivia, you know, she's had the guidance of David Taylor for a part of her career, who was with Sam when she won that, you know, US Open uh, she had a few injuries too. Obviously, missed last summer because of um, you know the COVID, not taking taking the vaccine. But she's a good talent, and on paper, that's you know it's a great opportunity to maybe win a Grand Slam match. Uh, and on the outside courts, plenty of Aussie support. Uh, but she's a, you know she's a striking girl out on the tennis court who can hit a good ball. Where she lands, really hard to say. We've had so many of these girls, Pat, who have been between 100 and 200. And it's become like a graveyard. They just can't get out of that region. Mm. And we'll see if she can maybe, you know, go above some of those who are a little bit older but probably not making the progress. Mm. Okay. Well, to win here, it's worth 158000 because that's what she gets in the round of 60, yeah. 64. So there's a lot of money at stake. Uh, and, mate, and, just... and this is where the Aussies, yeah, get a great opportunity with the wild cards. Yeah. That no other, you know, the other four, outside of the four Grand Slam nations, you don't get that luxury. So our Aussies need to grab it and, and make the most of it. Hey, just finally, Millman, uh, he's up against uh, Marc-Andre Kusler. Uh, obviously, uh, the mailman, we, we love him up here in Queensland. He is a Queenslander. Yeah. Is he a hope? Oh, look, I felt, I felt like there was a little mini resurgence in Adelaide last week. Won a couple of qualities matches, beat Ramos yeah. you know, the tough Spaniard in the first round. And, look, he still wants to compete, there's no doubt. He's one of the toughest players to play. You know, I, I just wish Johnny had a couple of extra weapons, you know, just to blow you off the court. But that's not his style. Yeah. Um, but he'll make you play a lot of tennis balls. And, look, 33, he's not at his absolute sharpest, but today... Yeah, Husler is the number one Swiss player, lefty, difficult to play, but Johnny caught three, uh, intimate, 
they love the Aussies out on show court three. They'll make some noise for him, and it'd be great to see him win a, a round or two. I don't know whether this is going to be his last Australian Open, but look, he has given everything. I mean, mm. no one would dislike John Melbourne. He's got the absolute most out of his career. Hey, mate, great to talk. We're going to talk a lot over the next fortnight. Just love your insights, uh, as always. And go the Aussies today, day one of the Australian mm. Open. Thanks, Brett. Indeed. Thank you, gents. Brett Phillips there, and of course, all brought to you by Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar.